1: Let's go places.
3: Hey, this is Jake Owen, and this is Good Company. In good
2: company. Welcome to Good Company, yeah. a podcast where we talk about everything under the sun, friends, good times, and life. In good company. Oh, now, here's your host, Jake.
3: Yo, yo, yo. What's up, boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen? It's Jake. I am back with another episode of Good Company. You guys know what Good Company is all about. It's about uh, having people on here that are interesting, that are good people, and they've got great stories, and we have exactly that today. Got my buddy Jimmy Allen
1: on What's here. Up, What's up, dude? Dude, just happy to be here. The sun's out today. So the it's man a from thing. Milton, Delaware. Oh, yeah, where it's... it all happens, hotbed of country music. <laughs> yeah,
3: this uh, this has been a really kind of serendipitous thing. Um, it's been, I guess, I don't know, a few weeks back. Yeah. Jimmy texted me and said, hey, man, you're going to be in Milton, Delaware. Uh, I think I'm going to be at that show. So I, he, I said, come out, man. It'll be good to see you. Well, last night before I went to do a charity event with um, – Lee Bryce for the Folds of Honor and some other folks, I stopped off to have a little margarita at a mm-hmm. at a local Mexican establishment here in Nashville and there was old Jimmy Allen sitting at the out. bar. <laughs> and so we started talking and uh, he said he's going, he's leaving Wednesday. I said, yeah, I'm leaving Wednesday. And uh, thanks to my friends at Cessna, we... Um, we're flying there on, a, on, on one of their planes, and I said, dude, you got to ride with us. So yes. uh, he's going to yeah. hop on the plane tomorrow and ride with us up to Milton. That's oh, your, yeah. So that's your— that's Like, your... I
1: was born and raised right in Milton, dude. Tell me
3: about Milton, Delaware.
1: Man, so Milton, uh, for people who don't know, it's in the state of Delaware. Yes, Delaware is a state. Uh, <laughs> it's uh, it's this little town, man. Like, when I left, it was, like, 800 people. I think now people—like, that like, the influx gets up to, like, t- 1,500 to 2,000 during the summer because people were so close to the beach, so people come in. But, man, we grew up— my neighborhood, the one side of the street cornfields, the other side soybean fields, and there's, like, woods and trees behind our house, man. So we grew up pond fishing, ocean fishing, four-wheeling, building bike ramps, building forts, and then setting them on fire. I didn't realize how unsafe that was. <laughs> yeah. Because we used to do this thing called burn the fort, man, and we would, like, like build forts, and then you had to find another person's fort and and burn it down and then shoot a gun in the air at the insulate so people yeah, that could, sound that doesn't sound safe no nah, it wasn't safe at all but you had to shoot the gun so people could know you found the fort and you had to run towards it for, for like proof and stuff but it was fun dude it was yeah. good times
3: you look back on that and think about how uh how fast time flies huh you still yeah. got buddies that all live there yeah no?
1: man i'm f- my next door neighbor that still lives in uh, uh my childhood home in milton my next door neighbor's dad still lives in that house uh i got other friends there and i'm friends with all the uh, kids i grew up with man like we're still friends and so you know, we, we talk a lot and try Heck to catch up. Yeah. So
3: I was I was telling uh, Jimmy earlier that one of the reasons I wanted to have him on here. Um, when I ran into him yesterday, not only did I say, "Hey, hop on the plane, let's let's go to Delaware," because he's he's you're playing the Delaware State Fair, yeah, yeah the next day, the next day. Yeah. So, um, I we just we have a lot in common, man. You kind of being from a coastal town, I'm mm-hmm. from a coastal town. we were talking last night about fishing. You love yeah, to man. fish. I love to fish too. Um, dads, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're single dads, yeah, man. man. How old are your your he's little boy, four, man? Just four, four. My little girl's five. Wow. So. There's just a lot, man. And and I know we we kinda of condense these down to like 15, 20 minutes, but there's so much I wanted to talk to you about mm-hmm. because just talking to you yesterday when you were telling me about everything you're going through in this career right now and your new your new song Best Shot, mm-hmm. which by the way is such a great song. Dude, thank you man. Um, I know how that is, man. I was asking you last night, I was like, as a new artist, how's it been? How's how's the traveling around been? Because you said you're not in a tour bus, you're yeah. traveling around on a on, a, on a, a band fans. planes, yeah. Are you are you starting to see on the road your song like people are really starting to react? Because that's a sing-along, like, like just a good... Man, like... it's
1: starting to react, man. I get um, uh, uh, people come up to me and say, hey, they're using it as their first dance on their wedding. Like, someone sent me a video of uh, this husband and wife using the song as their first dance of their wedding. So I invited them out to the Opry tonight. So I'm playing the Opry.
3: Oh, you're playing the Opry tonight? Yeah, and Heck, I invited yeah.
1: them out, man. What I want to start, and, like, that's what, like, when people say the song touches them, I want to find a way, like, to really connect with them. So if they're in Nashville meet them for coffee or just try to you know i feel like music is so personal and it touches you so i feel like the least i can do is like you know if it happens to work out for them and for me like just just say hello dude
3: that's that's good company right (laughs) there see that's what i'm talking about that's what i've really and it's hard to do but i will tell you like i've always tried to maintain that attitude towards fans and people Mm -hmm. people always said to me they're like how come you just invite random people on your boat to go out and i said because For me it's not hard to do. Mm -hmm. And for them, it means the world. So songs like yours, I mean, when they connect with people and you can connect with them, especially in today's age, like with social media and stuff. Whereas, you know and that's what's funny is artists when you get a record deal or you're just trying to make it, what's the number one thing you want to do? It's Get your song out to as many people mm-hmm. as possible and connect with your fans. Mm-hmm. And now we kind of have all these social media platforms where we're able to connect with yeah. our fans, even though we're doing right now. I mean, yeah. we're having a podcast talking directly to people yeah. that want to listen. So you have an awesome story. You grew up in Milton, Delaware, like you said. And then when did you move to Nashville? So I moved
1: to Nashville in 2007. And then when I moved to Nashville in 2007, I had literally had $21 in my bank account. I filled up on credit the whole way down. So by the time I got down here, my bank account was like negative 200 bucks. I uh, worked at a gym and a snack bar. I lived in a trailer for a little bit uh, with no electric. Uh, the lady sold the trailer. At least that's what I was told. She was selling the trailer. You lived, really, you lived in your car, I lived right? in my car for a few months because um, I had promised my Where host, did you park that car? Man, Where? behind the gym and there's a business parking lot in Cool Springs. I used to park there, in the shaded by Trees. So I would park there. I'd sleep from like 12 to about 435 in the morning. Go to the gym, uh, wash my clothes at the gym, shower. Um, then I'd work my my shift at the snack bar, or whatever. And then I promised my little sister I said, "Hey, if you get you get good grades and get into this private school, I'll help pay for it." So I could have gotten an apartment sooner, but the money I would use for an apartment, I sent that home to my sister. And then my friend moved down, and then we got a place together, man, and and, and it was cool. So I did odd jobs, like I was a janitor once, or, but I had a thing I would never work a job longer than eight months because I didn't want to get comfortable. Right. So month seven, I would start filling out applications for other jobs so I could leave. Like, I did the whole Broadway thing, but I never played. I didn't play Broadway longer than eight months. Because, right. you know, it's easy to get sucked in and get comfortable and, then and become, lose sight of your vision. You yeah. know what I mean? Lose sight of your goal, and I, and I never wanted to... uh to do that, man. So I just kept moving.
3: <laughs> Have you always been like that since you were a kid? I mean always, were you man. were you in sports and competitive? Mm.
1: I'm super competitive, bro. Like, yeah, you seem like you. Yeah, hey, I'm very like <laughs>
3: I'm very competitive. Yeah, I mean, you said you got you guys all uh John Anthony here is holding it now with our boy Keith Kaufman as yeah. usual here in the podcast uh booth. But me you and John guys, ball you got, together. You guys play like basketball every Tuesday, right? Yeah
1: man, it was like Monday, Wednesday and Fridays, man. We would hoop and play, you know, Cortland Finnegan would come in there and hoop every now and again and I would I might not win every game, but I'm trying to win every game. Of course, like, but care. that's life, dude. <laughs> that's, yeah, like we're
3: not going to win every yeah, time, dude. I'm, that's the thing. People don't, you know, people have a hard time uh, accepting loss. But I think sometimes accepting loss, which goes back to your story, man. Like, yeah, man. you've had a lot of times <laughs> in your life where. Like probably it looked like you were losing more mm-hmm. than winning, but you always got to fuck. Like you said you can't get comfortable. Like don't get comfortable in the loss and don't yeah, get comfortable in the win. Yeah. Always just you never
1: find comfort in anything other than chasing down what you're passionate. Exactly, man. And because uh, it was man, there's so many times, dude. I remember I was laying there in my car one night. Um, I always slept slept in the front seat. I would turn the heat on, so the car would like warm up. Then turn it off, and I had like a hoodie on, some jeans, some sweatpants, and and a blanket. I remember laying there one night, thinking to myself what am I doing? (laughs) Like, am I like wasting my life away? And then I got my apartment things finally got going. And man, I tell you, things really changed for me when I had my son because I quickly realized my goals didn't change, but the, the, the way I approached him did, like I was smarter. I realized every decision I made as far as people I let in my life affected him. Every decision I made, I didn't want to waste any more time with my son. And I felt like my circle got smaller and I really focused on what I needed what I really needed to do with, with with music, man, and I feel like I started writing the best songs ever because I had another. It wasn't just for me anymore, you know. Like, I got this kid who's looking up to me, and it's like I can't, as a man and as a father, tell him to chase his dreams if I give up on mine. So I need to, yes, work two or three jobs to keep food on the table. Now, everybody chase your dreams. But if you're a parent, still do what you need to do for a kid. Don't not work and not make any money chasing a dream. No, you bust your butt, work two, three jobs if you need to, but don't give up that dream.
3: Yeah. That's really well said, man. I mean, with myself having a little girl, I strive every day to be the best dad I can be. And then there's those moments where I catch myself not being that guy, Mm -hmm. you know, like even, and not necessarily when she's in front of me, but when she's not around me, like making decisions that could quite possibly affect her life is kind of scary to me because we're all in this like weird bubble where people are looking at you all the time and trying to find ways to tear you down. Mm -hmm. And, And, um, I just don't ever want to make any sorts of decisions that uh, could affect her, even though I I do it daily. Yeah. And (laughs) the crazy
1: thing is, you know, there's so, like, your daughter, she's so harmless, man, and it's like she's literally stuck with whatever decision, you know, that you make affects her. There's nothing she can do about it, you know. She's just stuck, and that's what really keeps me on my toes now about my son it's like, man, I don't want to put him in a situation he can't handle and that he shouldn't have to handle, man. So I always got to. You know, keep my crap together. Well, he'll it's always hard, see that but... <laughs> with
3: you, man. I mean, I was talking about this last night, having being a single parent and doing the back and forth thing. You mm-hmm. know, um, it's got to be tough because I know it is because I, I deal with it. Yeah. But him seeing you work as hard as you work and the stories that you that you'll tell him that you've mm-hmm. gone through um, will only make him stronger yeah. as a kid. But it look you am-
1: bring your dog? what I started doing for my son to really have him understand he's so young? Every city I go to, I bring him something. That's whether cool. It's, whether it's a keychain, whether it's a postcard, I'm trying to bring back postcards too. Whether it's a T shirt.
3: Dude, you're, your son's gonna have a lot of keychains.
1: Like if, <laughs> if I don't remember, my TM helps me remember. Like I have like this last trip T
3: M means tour manager. Tour manager by the yeah, way. sorry, tour Look manager. Get you talking about that <laughs> lingo. So I
1: know, right? So my uh my tour manager I brought I did a did an eight city run last week. So I had I brought back eight things. And whether they're like a little toy car or something. I bring it back to him and say, hey, daddy got this from here. Oh, did you sing this song? Did you sing? Yeah. And then it's a conversation starter. And then I started a, a, a photo album for him, a physical photo album. And you should start one. Everybody listening, start one. Create an email for your kids. Like, um, I do one, just whatever your kid's name is, blah, blah at Gmail, and start sending videos and pictures of them when they're little, right? And then every now and again, I'll write my son emails. And when he turns 16 or 18, I'm going to give him the password. That way he'll have all, like, the, like pictures and videos and, like, notes I wrote him. Then when that one email writes out, say your kid is Ashley Parker, Ashley Parker at Gmail, then Ashley Parker 1, Ashley Parker 2. That way all that stuff is there in the email. It's not going nowhere. And then it's like a letter and a booklet to them of their life. When they when they get older, man. So yeah,
3: that's really cool. I got man. that from a movie. I watched yeah. a lot of movies, bro. Yeah, I see that. You're very well rounded, <laughs> though, man. Nah, thanks, I got man. a question for you. I just I want to cut like straight to the yeah, chase bro. on this. I want to ask yeah. you because where I grew up in Florida, when I moved to town, I was a long haired guy, and like everybody's like, "What do you know about country music? Mm-hmm. You're from Florida, right?" Well, as for those that don't yeah. know out there, like you're a black dude. Then
1: I'm a black guy. Can you, you hear know? it? Yeah. Yo, yo, yo. Like...
3: <laughs> <laughs> but but and and, and I, I'm sure people have asked you this before, oh, dude. For sure. But like. Like, Myron and my band we were talking about last night, mm-hmm. um, in the country music format and even in today's world and society, I had Myron on here. You know, we were talking about that on the on the show. Even in today's world, 2018, there's still some ignorant people out <laughs> mm-hmm. there, right? So how, how has that been with, like, coming into this format of country music that's predominantly throughout the mm-hmm. years been more white well, dominant, for right? For sure, no doubt. It's like,
1: I think five black guys total yeah <laughs> like, but that's got to be inspirational for yeah. you
3: too but not just for you for like for other kids and people yeah, out man. there it's not only inspirational <clears throat> I think it's educational oh, dude because you' you're, you're showing people that like stop being ignorant yeah. and, and, and let's move green, forward
1: yeah. yeah like my dad told me man after I got my record deal he's so excited and he said you know what uh you have the opportunity now to win people 20 30 years from now when people talk about black guys and country music you're in the top four of the first to do it. And he said, man, you're, 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 you're motivating and, and, and giving other kids that look like me, an example of, Hey man, you can be this skin color and, and, and still do this, you know? Cause it's so funny because I meet people from like the South, like Georgia and stuff. There's like, there's country in Delaware. Yes. People there's country in every state. So what, got, what US. got
3: you, what got you in a country? My music? dad,
1: man, like my mom listened to nothing but Christian and my dad listened to nothing but country music. Like my dad, who's your dad love? Aaron Tippin and Montgomery Junction. Oh, there like, ain't nothing wrong, wrong with, with your radio. radio. My dad introduced me to country music through Aaron Tippin, and me and Aaron are friends now. So my Opry debut, I reached out to him. How jacked is that guy? Dude, he's still jacked. Oh, right? I but...
3: For those of y'all that don't know, Aaron <coughs> Tippin lifts weights like 17 times a day, yeah, and, dude and is he it. is ripped.
1: Great guy, man. He did the Opry with me. Then the day before, the Opry was so cool, they gave me and him a boat, and they filmed me and him like fishing for the day. Heck yeah. So it was cool. Like For me, it was a full circle moment to where I'm about to play the Opry, and I'm hanging out with the guy that his music introduced me to country music. My dad was a huge Montgomery Gentry fan. I got to become friends with T-Roy. It's been cool, man. So, you know, being a black guy in the genre, at first, of course, you know, you always get the—
3: you get those those cliché questions. So you
1: should, so should you, so what do you know about country? What do you mean? I was born and raised, in, and I look at country music like Christian music. It's more about the lifestyle of the yeah. person. like Because it's, for me, country is about your morals, how you were raised, where you were raised. I feel like, to me, that's what makes you country. What you
3: believe in. What you
1: believe. That's what makes, I feel like that's what makes you country, the same way I look at Christian music, man. And it's like, I remember I took my band and my manager, Ash, back to Delaware last year. And They was like, is it really country up there? I said, oh, you'll see. In about fourteen hours, we got there. They were like, whoa. <laughs> yeah. So I, tried to te- I tried to tell you, but man, again, it comes back to my competitive side. I don't mind. You're not gonna let it bring. Yeah, I yeah. don't mind standing out, bro. Like it. You kind of like having that little like something against you. I have a little makes chip you on work. my shoulder. Yeah. I feel like if you work harder. You you work. I feel like a lot. Haters fuel me, bro. Like yeah. it really does. Like I don't know. Having people say you can't do this, you can't do this. I'm going to do it anyway.
3: Dude, I'm going to tell you right Might now, just, I, I, I just based off your the way you talk and, and your passion for what you're doing, I can tell you, forget the people that say you're not going to do it, because yeah. I, I can tell you right now, you're going to do it. Oh,
2: Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80.
3: I can just tell by not only yeah your song "Best Shot" is awesome, you, you sound amazing thank singing you. it, but just your your passion and drive for wanting to do this like yeah, exudes out of you, and that's why yesterday when I was talking to you at the bar, I was like, wait a second, you want to come on my podcast yeah, tomorrow? No, because about
1: that, dude. yeah,
3: because that's what again like this show for me kind of came about in a very random way. Um, thank thankfully to Bobby Bones, he has his podcast network and said, mm-hmm. hey man, I think you've got a lot to talk about and a lot to say. And I said, "What do you mean?" He said, "I've just always enjoyed the way that you you want to talk about the positive sides of things and really talk to people on a level." Because I know, when I did his podcast, mm-hmm. we got real, man. It yeah. was one of the most real podcasts, and he told me that he's ever done because yeah. I I talked to him on some things that most people wouldn't talk to mm-hmm. him about, and um, I love sharing stories like yours. Yeah. So it's a big deal, man. To have people you...
1: want real, bro. Like that's how it was when me and Bobby were there. Like we talked about both like living on food stamps for a while and, and and people want real people want to be connected that's all to me social media just continues to show people want connected they want to meet and feel other people that feel like them they want to know that they're not alone in whatever it is they're going through and for me i was like the more we can give them yeah the feel-good songs but every now and again man if we can give them some songs and some stuff that really strikes a chord with them, that's why for me it's an honor when that couple sent me a video on Facebook of them dancing, their first dance was my song. To your song. I'm like, from the rest of their life, when they hear my song, they remember their first dance. And when they remember their first dance, they remember my song. I feel like that's when music really makes a connection. And that's, I feel like, the kind of songs I want to make. Yeah, I'm going to have the, yeah, girl, you look good in them cutoffs. Yeah, you got to have the good stuff, man. But I feel like every now and again, man, you got to give them something that's going to stick. Forever with some substance, bro, and and I don't know if I ever told you, man. I've been a huge fan of yours for years, bro. Thank like, you. like Thank years, you, man. man. So for me, man, it's a it's just been an honor to to one to meet you, and you know I'm looking forward to this trip tomorrow, hanging out and like watching you play, man. And so it's it's been uh it's been cool to see because like you told me your journey, you said it well, was seven years before you got your first number one. Yeah, well, I remember I've I've followed your career <laughs> since the you know since the beginning, man, and to see you find a way to you know stay relevant. Yeah. In an industry that's forever changing and just and fickle, you know, it's really fickle. Bro, so fickle. It's funny. Fickle, bro. I, it's funny.
3: <laughs> I uh I recently changed record labels and I'm now with Big Loud Records, but I was with Sony for uh, eleven or twelve years. Mm-hmm. And in the last couple of years at Sony, due to some um you know head changes at the top, um I kind of lost maybe a little momentum because of maybe just their interest in me. They didn't. They mm-hmm. weren't that connected with me. I wasn't signed by them. They yeah. were signing new people. And I kind of felt that. But it's funny. I've been doing these radio interviews the last couple of days to hopefully get my my song to hit number one. And a lot of the guys on the radio are like, God, Jake, it's so good to have you back on the radio.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: I know they mean that, yeah. and it makes me feel good that they say that, but I'm like, wait a second, man. Like, I didn't go anywhere. Yeah. I've still been here. <laughs>
1: exactly. and,
3: and so that's what you will always have to understand is, is that when things are good, they're good. Mm-hmm. And when things are slow people have a real, in this business especially, they're real quick to kind of just move on to the next thing. That's a thing. short memory, dude. So you always, like, your your tenacity that you have, you can never lose that and always, the same way whether it's your tenacity for your work ethic and working hard mm-hmm. or whether it's what you said about this guy and girl that's going to come to the opera tonight, yeah. take care of people that take yeah, care man. of you and always be there for them because there's going to, it ain't always going to be, well, you know. It, I,
1: it's not, it's, it's not, man, and and, and that's my, my thing, man. I feel like we... You know, as artists, we definitely got to find ways to stay cool, stay relevant. What I started doing now might be weird, but I've noticed nobody does meet and greets at the Opry. You know what I mean? So what I'm going to start doing, I did it my my debut at the end of the show. I go to the front and just hang out and meet people. And I'm going to do it tonight. Oh, that's and, and cool. Every, because I I've, I've realized so many people come to the Opry and never see that artist perform again. Like some people don't go to shows. It just Opry's the only chance they get. So I'm like, man, these people are spending their hard-earned money to come to Opry. I can go out front and hang out for about 45 minutes. Yeah. So it was it was it got crazy. Like I didn't know it was that many people was going to want to say hi. And I thought I was going to blend in, but you know.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're like, "Wait, you're the guy who was just on stage?" Yeah. Cuz I even changed my shirt and didn't think anybody would recognize me, but yeah. But nah, man, now I'm I want to be intentional about meeting people on purpose. You know, so tonight after the Opry, I'm gonna be hanging out out front. Every time I play the Opry, I'm gonna spend at least 45 minutes out well, front. Well, I know for saying, a on. fact
3: that they appreciate that. That the Opry, as as the as the you know the everybody there that runs the Opry, but all the fans that are coming out. And as you as you said earlier, you asked me when this podcast comes out. This will be out today. Yeah. So anybody that's <laughs> listening um, that lives here in Nashville and wants to go out to the Opry and I has yeah. a chance they can, I'll can meet you. will be hanging out, man. I'll meet you, man. I'll
1: be wearing black skinny jeans, black boots, and I'll be the black guy in them. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome
3: you, uh, You're you going to be singing uh, Best Shot yeah, tonight? Yeah, man, I'm
1: singing Best Shot I'm um, singing a song called Warrior I wrote about my mother and my grandma and, and, and Blue Jean Baby And when you're talking about you know, how people are so ready to move on That my labels let me do this thing called Slower Lower Sessions Where each month I'm releasing a new song That's not on the album So I released already four Got another one coming next month The album of 14 all new songs Coming in October Then we're skipping November and then December. For the next five months, I'm right back to one new song a month. Good. So they're letting me just, like, flood the market because – Man, listeners want songs, bro. Well,
3: not only that, but the way, the antiquated way is, and I'm mm-hmm. so glad you said that because the antiquated way that a lot of people are doing it for a while is, is you know, a lot of label heads and presidents were saying, ah, oh, we don't want to put on any other music because it'll so-called cannibalize your yeah. song that's on the radio. Not but at all. But all you're doing is when people start feeding on what you're giving them, they want more. Mm-hmm. So instead of making them wait for 40 weeks, Ugh, you know God. what I mean? Because um, I saw you in March, I guess it was, was that in March when yeah, we did the thing for iHeartRadio? Mm-hmm. It was March. And we both had our songs played. We were talking about this last night. Um, your song now is in, like, what? The, you said the low 30s or yeah, something? Yeah, like 30, I think it
1: was 30-something. And if
3: yeah. I was a new artist like yourself, and uh, I hate to say new artist because you've been here and done yeah, this yeah. for a long yeah, time, I mean, but, the, yeah. it you know, in the yeah. in the world's eyes, you're the new artist. So. <clears throat> I'd be right there with you. I feel lucky enough after all these years to have built up relationships and, and momentum mm-hmm. that now I'm sitting here nearing number one yeah, and man. you're sitting at 30 and our songs came out at the same time. Yeah. And that kind of goes to show people out there it's not as easy as you yeah, think it's, it it's a is. Grime, man. You got to put your time <clears throat> in and grind. But, dude, you... And it
1: shows, like, you're, you're, you're proof that if I work hard enough long enough, Eventually, I'll get lucky and I'll get to that point. So I get so excited, like when you saw your, like I watched, saw your song climbing the charts, man. And it's a great song. Was so happy for you because to me, it's proof that man, you've worked so long and you're at the point where you deserve a first listen. If it's between a Jake Owen song, it's a smash. Whether it's a smash or not, you've you've earned your spot in country music to where you take precedent over myself and any other artist out there that's a new artist man you, you deserve that spot bro so it's been a pleasure man just just meeting you and getting to know you and watching your song get the credit it, it deserves bro
3: thanks so. dude that's very nice of you to say that but i do i will go back and maybe disagree with you for just a little bit <laughs> because i do believe this and i think you will see it with your music as you go forward is that man we have this ability as singers and songwriters to if you find that right song the minute it's finished and you give it to the people, if it is the song that they want, like they're going to get it mm-hmm. and they're going to, that song will fly. Yeah. It's like I, I saw it with Barefoot Blue Jean Night. I mean, I, people kept saying, I mean, and I'd had hits, I had songs that went top five, number two, whatever. But until you have that like career song oh. where instantly people are like, whoa, they start taking you more seriously mm-hmm. or something for some reason. And you're, you're going to have that, man. Yeah. So get ready that's, for all that's,
1: that. That is the song I want to sing with you on.
3: What's that? Perfect Barefoot? Come on, dude. You yeah, want to do it in Milton? Yeah, dude. Let's do it. That'll be dope. All right. That'll be dope. We uh, That'd be cool to have you out there. It's your yeah. hometown. you can going to yeah, have dude. some friends come out? Dude, I got,
1: like, because, like, they're, they're huge fans of yours down there, man, and I'm still friends with, like, my kindergarten teacher will be there, my first grade teacher, and I got a bunch of friends and family. Matter of fact, I probably know everybody in the audience, honestly. We'll be there, like, <laughs> midday, man. Let's go fishing or something. Dude, like, I'm down. Like You, you don't know, know how to fish. You know the mixer, uh, Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Giuliano? Yeah, he texted me. I was like, "Yo, I'm coming with Jake." He said he's got his boat. He said we'll go fishing. I'd love to. So like, we can literally land. I don't know if you gotta go. You don't gotta go sound check. Like, yeah, <laughs> you, gotta, you pay people to do that. Yeah, but like let's like seriously, we can I'd land and to go to you, the man. boat, bro. I'd love to. We can at least get it, throw a line in the water, and see what hops on there. That's right. So.
3: Well, as I mentioned earlier, this this show, Good Company, is all about good people, man. Yeah. And you're a great dude, Thanks, Jimmy man. Allen. Yeah, and uh, I'm excited for you. I'm excited for your music. Thank I'm excited you. for you to watch your kid grow up and yeah. be a dad and, and, and him see you be successful. And as you mentioned earlier, you said you're going to keep grinding and do your thing. Well, You've been doing it already, man, from living in a damn car mm-hmm. to now, you know, you're still in a van. So yeah, before th- I can't wait for you to call me, dude. Yo, I'm in a sprinter, bro. You're, yeah, you like, <laughs> like man, I got a bus. Exactly.
1: I got a bus. <laughs> <laughs> got a so, bus. So uh,
3: on behalf of me and everybody that's been following this podcast, man, we're this has been a really cool talk with you. Uh, I've had thanks, a lot bro. of people on here. But uh, just your – like just the vibe that you give off and it exudes out of you. It's like, dude, you're very positive, man, and I oh, hope you never right. lose that. Yeah. I hope you keep that. I'm excited to fly with you tomorrow to, My man. to Milton. Yeah, and, bro. And uh, if there's anything <clears throat> else you want to say to the folks out there where, you know, what what they can do for you or what you can do for them. I mean, hey, y'all,
1: uh, listen here and call all your local country <laughs> radio stations and request. Jimmy Allen. I was Jack. You and Diane by Jay Cohen. Let's oh, get this sh- number one, man. Let's get this number. See, one. See, that's why you're a good guy, man. Good <laughs> Let's Lord. get this number one.
3: Well, thank y'all for tuning in. It's Jimmy Allen. Make sure you go check out his song uh, "Best Shot." Yeah. And uh, J I M M I E. Yeah, J I M M I E. That's how you spell Jimmy. And uh, A-L-L-E-N, yep, right? A L L E N. Right. That's right. E-N, we just yep. we gave you that plug. Dude. Boom. Boom. All, all right. right, y'all. It's <laughs> been good company. Jimmy is definitely good company on behalf of me. And everybody out there, uh, we'll catch you in a couple Tuesdays. Uh, We'll see you.
2: Hey, hey, it's Malcolm Gladwell, host of Revisionist History. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Your elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive entirely its own. Brake kits, LED headlights, whatever you need, eBay Motors has it.